Welcome back to our Friday to Friday podcast, and obviously the big drop from this past weekend was the posthumous album from Juice World, Legends Never Die. Rest in peace, Juice World. We've had three singles leading up to it. Uh, we had Righteous, which was one of my favorite songs of the entire year so far, and then we had the other two, which we've previously reviewed. Tell Me You Love Me, the one with Trippy Red, and Life's a Mess, the one with Halsey. This ended up being quite a long posthumous album, which surprised me. It was 21 tracks, although four of them were intros, interludes, and outros. So we're, really, we had 17 songs, 14 new ones. It was like 55 minutes long, but... It's pretty short for 21 songs, though. That is yeah, true. Because of those... Yeah. I mean, because of those... There were only like 30 seconds. first interlude was literally like 15 yeah. seconds. Yeah. I mean, there was the one that was good, the, um, the Man, the Myth, the Legend. It was mm-hmm. like two minutes long. That was a good interlude. Mm-hmm. But anyway... Um, very consistent theme throughout this album and it was eerie it was really sad uh the entire time he's talking about suffering from anxiety depression talking about the struggles with drugs and how he used that to uh overcome his low points in his life with his anxiety and and depression and talking about uh, a lot of backstories with his girlfriend and how he how she felt throughout his entire life. Um, it, it was just sad. The Pop Smoke album was sad because he's no longer with us and you could tell that he hadn't really tapped into his full potential yet and he, he's not with us anymore. The Juice World album was sad because the entire time throughout this album, he's singing and rapping about the things that ultimately led to his death. It was just a whole different type of sad emotion and it was really tough to get through at times just because of the um the lyricism but overall i mean you guys think it was a strong performance yeah like like you said it was definitely at times a tough listen with uh well i mean just the themes he touched on a lot of a lot of hardships a lot of problems a lot of drug abuse in his life and uh you know that can take a toll on anybody and uh I thought he did a good job making some really, really nice, really beautiful tracks here. There was a lot of songs that I'll definitely come back and listen to, uh, and I was surprised by that because I didn't really know fully what to expect going into it with just, you know, him not being able to choose, you know, what goes on this album and just kind of uh, what's left over. But uh, I thought there were some really awesome tracks in here, and it's, it's, it's tough that he's... Uh, He's not with us anymore. Yeah, so I don't think the theme of the album, like, Juice World's always rapped about drug use, depression, anxiety. Like, that's been his main themes that he's talked about in his previous songs and albums. Uh, yeah, there's no denying that this is a great album. Not that I'm a huge Juice World fan to begin with, but even saying that, there's no denying that this is a good album. Yeah, I was never the biggest Juice World fan either, but in my opinion, he was probably the most talented young artist in the game at the time. Um, between his ability, just, I mean, it, a lot of the big rappers in the game touched on it in that one interlude, um, spoke what I thought, and they're actually in the game, talking about how he's so 
his ability to freestyle is like no other. He's able to create hit songs on the same beat over and over again. Um, just incredible talent, great voice. And I expected this to be a very, very sad listen. And um, my expectations for that were met with the intro alone. That, that was an extremely sad intro, uh, anxiety, um, a, a great introduction to the album. I thought it kicked the theme off well. And you knew right from the intro that this was going to be a, a very sad album. Yeah, I like uh, how, like, in this intro, he did talk about, you know, like, problems like substance abuse and anxiety, but then also, at the end, he was kind of talking about how it's important to make the most of uh, all that life has to offer, because you never know how long you're going to have it for, so I just, you know, it's tough, especially now, knowing what happened, Yeah, it's a very important message. Yeah, it was cool, because that last part was him at a concert talking to his fans, and I think um, that was definitely really powerful. Uh, Juice WRLD's always had strong messages in his songs, I think, and it was definitely a, a great start to the album. All right, the first actual track um, was Conversations. It's a Ronnie J beat. Personally, this was my favorite song on the entire album. Righteous is probably my favorite song, but of the new songs, I think Conversations was my favorite song. It was a super catchy beat. Uh, again, he's dropping his usual references, uh, struggling with demons. Um, my only complaint a little bit is sometimes he does get whiny when he's when he's singing. I think a lot of people like that, that emo rap type mood. Um, but the lyricism is great here. He's able to vividly describe anxiety to people that have never experienced it. Um, my heart racing feels like I'm going to die every second of the day, so I got to get high. I just love the, the beat here. The flow over the beat was great. And I think Conversations was my favorite song in the entire album. Yeah, pers for, personally for me, I wasn't the biggest fan of this track. I didn't really love the beat. It reminded me of like a like a video game type beat, you know, if you will. Um, I, I, w I was a fan of his verses, but it just overall wasn't a track that I'll probably come back to. But I do like, you know, him touching on his demons and the problems once again. Yeah, I actually agree with you, Jackson, on pretty much every single point. It was definitely my favorite beat. This is probably my favorite song on the album, one of them. Uh, and I don't want to say too much about it because you pretty much took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, so Carter's just wrong then. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Track three is uh, Titanic. Another catchy hook. What did you think of this one, Carter? Uh, th this one was okay, too. I once, the first four, first three tracks, Conversations, Titanic, and Bad Energy, to me, I wasn't personally a big fan of them, but I really did like you know what he was saying. And he, in these tracks, he had a lot of messages that I feel like are very, they, they're very foreshadowing of just, you know, his untimely death because he was just talking about how, like, one line, he can't get time back, and, like, thinking about that, it's just, it hits even harder now. Yeah, it was kind of a darker vibe, I thought, uh, the beat especially. Um, I thought it was not crazy similar to the conversations, but a little bit. Um, I, I didn't mind the song. I did definitely prefer conversations to Titanic. Another, It was similar, I, I agree. Uh, another catchy hook. I thought the flows were better on conversations. Um, again, talking about anxiety, there's a lot going on in my head right now, but I manage. I just thought there was more to Conversations than there was to Titanic, but still a, a decent song in my opinion. Um, Bad Energy Track 4, another, in my opinion, I thought this was one of my favorite songs. Um, I know you said you didn't 
you weren't a huge fan yeah, card. Yeah, these first couple tracks just weren't doing it for me, but I, I respect what he has to say. I love the guitar. Uh, remind me of a nice classic rock song, soft rock. Um, the beat was great from uh, Day Trip. Um, again, the lyricism in these first few tracks are great. And to me, I really like the hook with the layers. The singing hook was great, and I thought he had great flows. And um, yeah, it, it's just so sad to listen to these songs talking about trying to cope with his paranoia by using drugs and draining out that bad energy with, with his drugs. And it's just so sad to know that this is what ultimately led to his demise. It's, it's, a, it, it's a great song, but it's, it's dark knowing what knowing the meaning behind it. Yeah, and honestly, the hook is really simple. All he says is drain out bad energy, forget the bad memories. But I don't think that's, like, you're not going to forget it. The way he, he really just turns out to something that's going to, like, soak into your brain. You're not going to forget that hook for a while. Like, like you said, Jackson, I think it's, it's tough hearing some of these, some of these lyrics because they kind of come off as, like, warning signs. Like, mm -hmm. oh, if we could have caught this before, you know, something could have stopped this, but it's just unfortunate now. Yep. Um... But yeah, I think that hook might be my one of my favorite parts in the entire album. Great song. Number five was Righteous. Again, it was one of my favorite songs of the year. It was his first posthumous release. So it was the first thing we got from him right after his death. It was very emotional, hard-hitting. It was slow. I thought it was, the string beat behind it was beautiful. Um, very peaceful track. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like Righteous. And for me... Um, these first four songs, I know you disagree, Carter, but these first four songs, I thought this was a great start. Titanic, I thought, was the weakest of the four, but still, I thought Titanic was a decent song. I thought Legends Never Die got off to a great start. I thought the top of the album was definitely probably the best part of the album, in my opinion. I, I think, personally, for me, these next couple tracks is where it hit the stride for me. Okay. I still like these, at least the next two I like. None of these also, none of these were bad at all. Like, there, there's, a, there's only a couple tracks where I didn't really like them, but, gotcha. like, these I can listen to and I wouldn't have a problem with. Track six is Blood on My Jeans. Um, you said this is where it really kicks yeah. off for you. Yeah, after, yeah, after this track, I started really getting into the album and liking a lot of the songs that were coming on here. Um, after this track or including this track? Including this track, okay. yeah. I thought, at, at this point, for me, personally, it was the best song so far outside okay. of Righteous, which was the single. So. Gotcha. Yeah, honestly, I, it's just a continuation of good songs in my opinion. Um, I don't know if anybody heard those like Cardi, Playboy Cardi kind of ad libs. He does like the yeah, yeah, and yeah stuff like that. Yeah. So there's no reason for me to not like it. Um, no, but I, he switches up his voice, especially towards the middle end of the song. He gets uh, much more higher. Which I, mean, I love. I love yeah. that. Oh, it sounded really cool. He, he gets more animated. It reminds me yeah. a little bit of like Uzi or something Yeah, I like mean, that. it was like, it was a love letter to his girlfriend is what this song was. And I thought it was really, really well put together. Yeah, I, I really like that part where his voice gets a little more animated, more energetic mm -hmm. uh, in that verse. Uh, I did, th I mean, you like the ad-libs? I thought they were overwhelming and I thought <laughs> they took a, away from the song a tiny bit. But overall, I thought it was a really heartfelt song and I, I liked it. The thing is, I cannot like Cardi Adlib, so that's why I like it. <laughs> Resonant Cardi Stan over here. Yeah. Tell Me You Love Me is a single that we reviewed when it came out, I don't know, two or three weeks ago, uh, featuring Trippy Red. Personally, it's grown on me, and it, it's one of my favorite songs on the album now. Yeah, I really like, uh, I really like the Trippy hook here, and uh, Juice has a good blend of melody, and then he has a really great rapping performance in the last verse. So. Yeah, I said when I was the one that reviewed it when it first came out, and I thought it was underwhelming, especially Juice's part. But I think the more I've listened to it, the more I've come to appreciate Juice's part. 
and I like the violin at the end, like the last 30 seconds to lead the song into um, track eight. It's, it's pretty, it's fitting. Um, I thought it was a nice end to the, to the love song. Number eight is Hate the Other Side with Marshmallow. Uh, what do you guys think? Of it? It's also got Polo G and Kid Leroy in it. So it's a Marshmallow production with Polo G, Kid Leroy. What do you guys think of this one? I, I was a fan of this song. It, okay. it felt like you weren't, from when I was looking at you, you didn't like it? Uh, it was good, except I feel in both tracks, I'm not a big fan of the Marshmallow production. I felt like in this one, the those hi-hats, like the like I felt like it was overwhelming and took away from it a little bit. Um, I thought the guitar beat was nice. I, I like the guitar I like the beat. Okay. I think with the Marshmallow song, it's almost trying to be mainstream is the point of getting him to produce the song. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the song. I wasn't a huge fan of the Kid Leroy part. I mean, that's Juice's like, right. I guess, protege, if you want to call it. So I think that's probably why he's on the album. I love the Polo G part. I, I, I never... I, they, they sounded good together. I mean, I didn't expect... Polo G to be on the album, so when I saw him, I was pleasantly surprised, and I thought his verse was really good. Yeah, definitely. When you have Marshmallow like on a track, I think it's supposed to be more like pop based. You know, just the way yeah. the way he produces beats. I thought this was definitely the better of the two beats. Um, Polo G was solid in here. I really liked Kid Leroy. He's he's becoming one of my favorite up and coming artist. <laughs> it's I, funny he has that same whiny kind of voice. Yeah, that, yeah. That yeah but I, I don't know. It, it just works for me. I just I, I really yeah. like his energy that he brings yeah. to the track. I don't, you know, my, Mike said this yesterday. I don't think like this album's going to turn somebody that's not a Juice fan into a Juice fan. It's, it's for those Juice fans that have been around. Yeah. Um, I think Polo G has had better verses. I like him being on it because of the Chicago connection. I. His verse wasn't bad, but I've seen heard better from him. He definitely didn't like add a ton. Here. Right, Kid Leroy, I felt like had a better performance, mm-hmm. and I, I like Juice on this song, but I just feel like that hook is washed away a little bit by the by the beat. I felt like there was too much. I felt like in both of the Marshmallow songs, it was more of Marshmallow featuring Juice World. That's what I. That was my impression of the two songs. Not as much in this track. Yeah, but, def- definitely the next track. Yeah. Yeah. Um, track nine was an interlude get through it uh it's juice world telling his listener you know whatever he's going through that just to get through it they can they can do it and i liked that um it was put at track nine because it also to me felt like up to this point the album has been super emotional and like we've mentioned tough to get through so to me it also served as a message from him saying you know you can get through the rest of this album even though it's been tough to listen to yeah, I definitely thought it was a great message to you know everybody out there listening to him or anybody that's going through anything. Um, I, I I really love the placement of like these interludes mm-hmm. and intros, outro. Of course, they're going to be intro outro, but like <laughs> I I like everything that is being said on these ones. I think they all serve a really good purpose. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> track ten is life's a mess. Um, it came out what Monday when we yeah. had already reviewed it with Halsey. Um, has the song, has your opinion on the song changed? You still like it? It's good. I liked it. I liked it when it came out. Um, it's still a fine track. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. I think I liked it when it came out. Um, the Halsey part definitely grew on me. I like how they harmonized together too, mm-hmm. and some of uh, some of Juice's lines. It definitely, if I didn't like it before, it's grown on me. But I'm pretty sure I liked it before. Agreed. Yeah, yeah I, I do think that their two voices work together well. Um, 
she's also on track 12. I don't know if you noticed. Um, I want it. She just has the outro and kind of it's just her voice saying ooh over and over again. But um, I, I thought felt like Halsey was a good addition to this album in a couple mm-hmm. places. Come and Go is the other Marshmallow track, track 11. Um, what do you guys think of this Marshmallow beat? The, pr- the problem with the beat is just very loud and in your face and kind of overwhelm the track. Um, but that's what happens kind of with like these EDM like pop rap tracks. They, they're meant to just be, just the beat is supposed to be the, the centerpiece. Yeah, you know, I liked it before that rock star beat kind of came on. I mean, I, I like the theme of the song, talking about his insecurities. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I just wasn't a fan of that beat changing into more of a grimy rock song. I, I didn't like that. I will say that I liked the beat. I liked the guitar beat. I just felt like this was a marshmallow song featuring Juice World. I felt like it didn't really belong on a posthumous Juice World album. I felt like this was too much marshmallow. The song was too much about the beat and not about Juice World's parts. His singing or rapping on this song didn't have a lot of energy or melody, I feel like. Um, it was just focusing on the beat, which is fine. I felt like as a song, it was okay, but in the mix of this album, I did, wasn't a big fan of it. Track 12 is I Want It. Anyone? I, I, didn't, I didn't hate this track. Um, I know you guys weren't the biggest fans. I, I liked his, uh, you know, calmer, laid-back delivery. It definitely sounded different compared to a lot of the other tracks on this, uh, this album. And the lyrics were a little basic, but other, otherwise I thought it was a decent track. Yeah, I don't think I said I didn't like it. I, didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of Come and Go, but I do like the softer, kind of more soothing vibe that Juice gives off in the song. Uh, again, the theme of the song is... Not that they're the same, it's the same every song, but throughout the entire album, you know, talking about ordeals that he's gone through with his girlfriend and just life in general. Um, yeah, I, I like the song. I, I like how it was soothing. It was, it was a little bit of a mix-up in terms of his uh, vocal range, too. For me, up to this point, I feel like this was the weakest song in the album, but that's just my opinion. I feel like they could have done without it. I do like the whispery delivery from Juice World, but I, the rest of it didn't have a lot of energy or passion. The lyricism wasn't strong on this track, especially compared to what you had leading up to it. A lot of repetition. I do like the outro from Halsey, though. Um, For me, this song on, I felt like you could have done without a few of these songs. At this point, you already get a good idea of what the theme is. If, If you don't know what the message is of this album up to this point, then you just haven't been listening because it's been very clearly portrayed and I mean up to this song yeah. the, the title of the song is Fighting Demons so you, <laughs> you should understand what the theme of Titanic about <laughs> going down sinking like if you weren't if you didn't understand you just were not paying attention literally I, I think at this point you just kind of pick and choose you know you heard the themes it's just kind of now what you like you yeah know, it, and, stuff. It, and I feel like the songs at the top of the album with these same themes were better than the songs at the bottom of the album with these same themes so personally, I would have dropped a couple of these albums. For me, Fighting Demons, I would have dropped. Um, I feel like it wasn't a super long album, but I feel like it felt a little bit long just because you've already heard him say this over and over mm-hmm. again. Definitely. Uh, repetition, I know you mentioned it. Repetition is definitely an issue for the album. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought he actually, I, I, didn't, I thought he rapped more on the song than some other songs. And I do, I do like when Juice kind of raps more. 
So I actually didn't mind fighting demons. And I like the, the mix-up that he does near the end where he slows it down also. For me, I just felt like I've heard this, basically, what's being said yeah. here, mm-hmm. like, in the beginning of the album. Like right. you guys said, like, conversations, like, another track about, like, fighting demons. Same, same concept. No, I do want to say that, I mean, it's a negative that there's a lot of repetition, but also I want to put a little twist on it and, the, like, the fact that we've, we're feeling like there's repetition up to this point is a good thing. Like, the fact that the theme is so clear that we're feeling this repetition is somewhat of a good thing. I think they did a really good job at portraying the theme. You have to be an idiot to not understand the message of this album. I thought they did a really good job with that. But it, there was some repetition. Mm-hmm. Fighting Demons wasn't my favorite song. I do feel like we've already heard this song before. Wishing Well, track 14. I really liked the guitar here. I felt like that was good. Um, the hook was really emotional, really passionate. And it was upbeat. I just felt like at times he was a little bit whiny. Um, but overall, of these last few songs, I felt like Wishing Well was one of the better ones. I, I totally agree. Um, the hook was pretty catchy. I like, uh, you know, there are times where Juice World's uh, like yelling delivery can be annoying, but I didn't find it here on this track. I thought um, it, was, it was pretty cool. Um, I thought that the hard, one of the hardest lines on this, uh, this whole album to listen to was, uh, if I keep taking these pills, I won't be here. And it's just like, mm-hmm. listen to that. Yeah, so this is definitely the most uplifting song on the album, I think. Telling people that he's going to be okay, he's going to get through it. This is actually, this is actually I've heard this song before, it was a leak. One right. of the more famous yeah. leaks that I had came to, out. Yeah. Um, and I like that, I like it now. Uh, I like the message of the song. I think it's probably one of the few positive songs on the album. Yeah, it was, it was hopeful. <laughs> yeah, you know, trying to get over. And I think that's why I end up liking it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of the song being about how he's drowned by his addiction, it's more about him trying to look over, overcome his addiction. So I do think that it was one of the more positive tracks on this uh, this album, which was nice. Track fifteen, Screw Juice. I for some reason I can't look at that song title and and not think Rest in Peace, Screw. It's another yeah, slow song too, so great song. It is a great song, but um, personally, this song wasn't that great for me. I felt like it was it, there wasn't enough passion, and the lyricism was was pretty poor. A lot of repetition for me. I felt like this track could have been left off the album. Yeah, I thought it was just a, a slow track, and I, I was losing interest in it. Yeah, it's just not a standout compared to the other songs that have very similar vibes in the album. Up Up and Away, track 16, was definitely unique. It had this cool tropical beat. Did you guys like this song? Yeah, I thought the beat was very simple, and I liked uh, how Juice had some soft vocals on the hook. Uh, Once again, this was just another decent track. Didn't blow me away at all, but can't complain. Yeah, I thought it was a good track. Decent track. Um, It was melodic. It matched the mood of the beat real well. Like the, The vibe was consistent throughout it. I felt like the verse was a little mediocre, but again, yeah, the, echo, the, the, the echoing flow to it, I like. I, I didn't, again, just not. I don't think it stand out for me. <clears throat> and then we've got the last interlude, the man, the myth, the legend, and this one consisted of a bunch of different rappers in the game: Young Thug, J Cole, Travis Scott, Eminem, Lil Dicky, and G Herbo, saying what Juice World had as an impact. On the rest of the rap game, um, Young Thug compared him to Lil Wayne, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I didn't really. I, I, didn't, exactly I didn't really see. I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to think of how that could be compared. 
Because they're know. not really similar artists. I guess the whining maybe part. They will whine whines too. I mean, subject matter at least could. Oh, so no subject matter. Completely, other than maybe drug use, yeah. um, completely separate. Yeah. So both Eminem and Lil Dicky did bring up his ability to freestyle, which for me is what always got me into Juice World because I'm not a big fan of the emo rap, but his freestyling ability is ridiculous. Um, they actually mentioned the specific video the specific freestyle of him rapping on Westworld for an hour straight which is absolutely ridiculous I think I might have mentioned it on the last episode but I mean if you're rapping freestyling for an hour straight parts of that have to be written but it's still so difficult to flow in and out of pre-written material just that that's an incredible talent um I felt like this was cool to see what other rappers big name rappers in the game had to say about Juice World. I also thought it was just a really nice tribute to have like all these artists, you know, come together and say these nice words. Yeah. And all different types too. It's not like the same type mm-hmm. of rap. You you're ranging from Eminem to Lil Dicky to Young Thug to Cole and Trap. Like it, and it's I, a, I guess it's how uh, how it affected all these, you know, sub categories of rap, you know, mm-hmm. subsets. We have three more actual tracks Track 18, Stay High. Track 19, Can't Die. Track 20, Man of the Year. Which one was your favorite of these three? Personally, for me, Stay High was the by far the best. I loved uh, just a great rapping performance, honestly. And we haven't heard a lot of like just straight rap. It's mm-hmm. been more of the melodic stuff. You know, so that was great to hear. Yeah, I agree with you. Stay High was definitely my favorite. It's funny because like, Stay High, the drug, Stay High, Spirit. I'm pretty sure that's what he meant, like that double... Yeah, thank you, Entendre. Yes, the one. <laughs> um, but this was probably you just mentioned his freestyling. It felt like he was freestyling over the song, and that's definitely what stood out and made the song probably the best out of the last few. That one hit hard. I felt like it was sad. Um, it's good placement too. After just saying his rapping abilities, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. freestyling. He he says, "My girlfriend worried about me. Think I'm gonna kill myself." Um, just really hard hitting lyricism throughout this album. Can't Die, I feel like... I, I wasn't a huge fan of these last three songs. Can't Die, I didn't hate. Um, but the, the lyricism is just ridiculous. Sometimes it feels like I can't die because I never was alive. Every day it feels like someone new dies. Hope the news is a lie. Um, a, lot, a lot about just like losing people in his life mm-hmm. and hating, like, fearing that again. Yeah, mm-hmm. talk, talking about... I mean, I mean you, you lost X, you lost Lil yeah. Peep. Mm-hmm. And you know, now you're talking about lose. That's exactly what the song is talking about. Every day it feels like someone new dies. Hope the news is a lie. And then, I mean, I remember waking up that morning and there was a TMZ report that Juice World had died, and everyone was like, "Oh no, this has to be fake." And I felt like for the first few hours, at least on social media, no one really accepted it as being true. Everyone was just expecting it to be a, a fake report. Yeah, that was, the, the, that was the major vibe of it for that first few hours is that it was fake. And it was crazy when it turned out to be real. Uh, one thing about Can't Die is I noticed one of the lyrics, he goes, cross my heart, hope to survive. Kind of a play on that, cross my heart, hope to die. Probably, I, I'm guessing it's because of, uh, the song was about people who's lost. I'd probably throw back to Chicago, coming, living up, like coming up, stuff like that. So. He also said, uh, they tell me that I'm finna OD in no time. Yeah, that, that I told them I'll do it on my time, not your time. It's crazy. Especially because it, it kind of 
was on his time. Like he chose. I mean, he uh, yeah. he chose. He took all those pills while he was on the plane. Like he, he it, it's not like he got a bad batch. It, you know it's, what I mean? It's just tough, man. It, it, some of these lyrics were just too, too real. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, yeah. I mean, no coming back from it. Yeah, it was sad. Yeah, a lot of these lyrics were were very, very real, and it, it's tough to. It's harder. To it's, it's so much harder listening to these lyrics, you know, after like right. you know with with hindsight. You know? Right. Yeah, like when he was alive, like yeah, they're tough, like yeah. sad, tough lyrics. But now that we like we know he died because of the stuff that he's been talking about, hearing him talk about, it, it's crazy. Yeah, I feel like it'd be like completely like just imagine like he'd survive and like he's saying these things like he's still making music and yeah. saying these things in like five and ten years. It's like okay, whatever, you know, because like he's been saying this the whole time, yeah. but now that it just happened immediately. The last track was Man of the Year, uh, produced by Skrillex and others. It, had, it was like a punk rock instrumental. Got that emo, whiny rap type. Blank 182 type beat. Not my personal vibe. So it was probably my least favorite song in the album, but I know that's some people, some people's appeal. I mean. Yeah, I like, he was tr- I like that he was trying to do something different. You know, this just shows like his, uh, him wanting to, you know, vers- be versatile, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wish this wasn't like the last track. I agree. On this. I, I'd like a better exit. I'm surprised they finished with this yeah. track. Yeah, I agree and disagree because I think again it was more of a hopeful song. I think kind of giving closure. It was very up. Um, so I think, it would, I, yeah, I would like to see another song probably as the closing song. Um, like wishing well, I feel like that. Would wishing well would have been a cool one. It definitely. Those. I think that a hopeful upbeat song is a good one to finish on for a Juice World album. I think this or Wishing Wall. I mean, I, I didn't mind this being placed here. Um, yeah, like I said, not a huge fan of that punk rock kind of beat. Um, but I, I, I don't mind the placement of the song. And then we finish off with an outro, Juice World Speaks from Heaven, which is obviously just very eerie. Um, again, we already touched on how great the intro, the outro, the interludes were. I felt like overall the engineers, producers that put together this album they said that they wanted to try to, with song placement, with what songs were chosen, they wanted to try to do exactly what Juice World would have done. I don't know if that was well accomplished. I'm not sure what Juice World would have wanted, but I do really appreciate how well they did with the intros, interludes, outro. I felt like that was a really, really good touch to the album. Yeah, I really like this as an outro because it's, you know, I think especially for fans of Juice specifically, it's just kind of like he's talking to them like yeah. one final time saying goodbye in a way. Dude, that was that first, um, very similar to that first, uh, the intro yeah. where he's talking to his fans also. Uh-huh. I think talking to his fans is I definitely love how a cool direct. outro. It's yeah. very direct. Yeah, he's like talking from, what was it? I'm in, on Instagram Live talking Instagram from heaven. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. So... Overall, I gave this album a 7.4, and personally for me, it would have been a lot higher if they had cut three to five tracks out, because the theme was really, really, really strong. It's just that it it was so strong and clear that a lot of the songs were unnecessary, and it became repetitive. I really liked the top of the album, Conversations, Bad Energy, and Righteous were my three favorite tracks in the album. My least favorite was Man of the Year, just because... I, I've 
I'm not a huge fan of that type of music, that punk rock uh, vibe, but overall it was a strong performance, and I know they've got plenty of music to work with for for the future. Um, hopefully that ho- hopefully he has his producers and engineers continue to put a lot of thought and effort into um, creating these these projects because I feel like they did a really good job here. Yeah, I'm going to give this a uh, 7.5. Um, I agree with a lot of your points, you know. The theme, very strong here. A couple tracks that I wish, you know, weren't on here. Just a little too long. But uh, the highs on this album, no pun intended, um, a lot of great tracks that I'm going to be listening to for a while. Yeah, I think I, I was also going to give it a 7.5. And the only reason... Oh, 7.4, 7.5, 7.5. Yeah, and the, you know, the only reason I don't, I wouldn't give it a higher score is that I've never been, like I said, I've never been a huge Juice fan to begin with. So, I don't know. I didn't. I, my expectations were not as high coming in. Uh, definitely exceeded it, but I'm not. I don't. I don't know. It's just not my type of music. But I do have a great appreciation for it. Conversations is probably my favorite song. Screw Juice, probably my least favorite, because it wasn't really a standout. Um, yeah, and for me, uh, my favorite was probably going to be Hit the Other Side, and my least favorite was, uh, yeah, it was uh, Man of the Year. Gotcha. Same reason. Um, interesting enough, this album actually had the highest first weekend sales of the entire year so far. 475, right? Something like that. Which is crazy. So Pop Smoke's album was the highest selling, at least in terms of the first weekend, posthumous album since Michael Jackson's in 2009. And Juice World almost doubled it, just blew it out of the water. And I think the weekend was the highest uh, up to this point with like 455. And now Juice World had, what you said, 475K? I think so. Which is ridiculous. I wouldn't I still wouldn't put it like in my maybe I would I don't know it, it, put it in what like, like in the top what albums of the year like pure rap because I don't I, I don't like I don't Carter think... said though the hot like you have some albums that are super consistent and yeah. because of that they'll rate highly I feel like the highs in this album were a lot better than the highs in a lot of albums we've reviewed okay. I just felt like the lows and the repetition brought my grade down but the highs in this album for me yeah, like, if you're listening to this, I don't think, even, like, the couple tracks that I didn't like, I don't think they they really drag down the album too much. I yeah. think as a body of work, you know, you're still going to want to listen to this just because of the relevance of the album, mm-hmm. regardless. And, like, pulling these great songs out, that's just going to make it even better and, you know, honor him. Yeah. I did rate it lower. I gave Juice a 7.4. I gave Pop Smoke a 7.8. That's no disrespect to either of them. I'm just saying I did prefer Pop Smoke's album, I think, just... I think the highs and juices were better, but I, overall, I like the Pop Smoke album better. They could not be more different. Oh, that's, that's the crazy thing. Because I feel like it's it's just Pop Smoke is a. I feel like the tracks on his album were more supposed to be like all these feature artists coming together, mm-hmm. more like banger tracks. Not not yeah. And then on Juices, like we got to know him more, and it's like more about like. A personal experience, I guess. Talking about pop, did you see the the ages of the people? Pop smoke, pop smoke. You did can't you... say pop and forget the smoke. Oh my god! Did you see the ages of the people that um, got arrested? Yeah, they're, kid, they're like two kids. Nineteen, eighteen, I think seventeen and fifteen. That's crazy. Man. Yeah, that's absurd. Horrible. And then we just saw Lil Marlo mm. was just murdered too. Lil Marlo is Lil Marlo is on one of my favorite little baby songs too. A-Town. Crazy. Yeah. 
Well, the digital well, you saw that it was actually a little baby target, which is ridiculous. Imagine, I don't know how true that is. Imagine but. if that if little baby died. I like, it's awful that little Marlo died, but imagine if little baby died. Especially this year too. He's yeah. been having an incredible year. If he dropped, if they when they right after like getting at the, the top of the game, too. Yeah. 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 Especially after the year everybody's having. Yeah. Goddamn. Well, I think if little baby died, which would have been really tragic. He would be recognized as one of... It, his post-miss album would be number one by far. It would, yeah, I think it would no, completely no, no. outsell Juice World. Ooh. Alright, this is a very this is a stupid... This is a, this is a dumb conversation yeah. because <laughs> it's awful to think about, but because it's relevant because but I they attack Lil Baby, but... I think it'd be pretty close. But We're not... I, I shouldn't have brought it up. We won't talk yeah. Alright. Probably smart. Well, <laughs> per Jason's request, we are moving on to... <laughs> Barnacles, an album from Saw Baby. I didn't. Okay, first of all, I didn't want to go through the entire album. Good, because I'm not going through. The I just want to say. I didn't listen to it. I just wanted to say a song that I liked. Go for it. Ready to eat. All right, ready to eat. Yes, yes. Ready to eat is the only song that I liked. See, I like Saw Baby. Like, okay, first of all, most people wouldn't even know Saw Baby. If I you did. said that. If I, you no, I did. I didn't either. No, I did. I had Saw heard Baby has some fa- famous songs. Outstanding with 21 is a pretty big song. Um, he's had some relatively big songs. Not that like crazy, but Squidtastic, which is this album before this, was good. It's a, it's a, I, I'm confused. It's a weird like squid, but like, see. Well, he, he calls himself Barnacle Boy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's got in like the Squid Man and weird shit like that. He's got I just, aquatic things. <laughs> I really like his beats, and I just like how he's super kind of low-key with everything. <laughs> All right. So you told me, you told us that you wanted to review it. So I went to a Spotify page, and the most listened to song from this album up to this point is Double Dick. <laughs> right? Worst song I've ever heard in my entire life. I've never even listened to it. It was horrible. I it was a single. All right. I, I, if you listen to Outstanding, that's a good song with him in 2017. And the lyrics from it? were atrocious so Carter, since you have not listened to saw baby let me give you an insight to his lyrical genius wait right? on me Go all ahead. right track eight is the first one i listened to double dick all right great name right to start off yeah you know? yeah hippie booty bouncing <laughs> rhino booty bouncing elephant booty bouncing that ass out of control i think it needs some counseling <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the elephant <laughs> I don't understand the constant elephant theme. Right? He There's goes, a lot of themes here. A lot of He goes on to say he's a big animal guy. Animal guy. He <laughs> goes on to say in that track that pussy cream like mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. Not very, really very very visual. After that track I'm like, "All right, this is so bad that I have to hear more." <laughs> the, the, it's the, it's the <laughs> so bad you can't look away. <laughs> so the title track Barnacles Trash. I thought it was okay. Horrible. I thought it was okay. I you know, I will say that Ready to Eat and Giraffes and Elephants were good. Okay. Another track giraffes about animals? Giraffes, here, yeah. yeah, you want to hear the hook? Yeah. Giraffes, giraffes and Elephants. Giraffes and Elephants. Giraffes and Elephants. We fucked Giraffes and Elephants. That's the hook. <laughs> Is he talking about, like, tall bitches, fat bitches? Like, He's got it. Basically. But, like, yeah. why? Like, I, right. Okay, but I actually, I like Ready to Eat and Giraffes and Elephants. I thought those two were all good. All right, that was track three. Okay. Track four, <laughs> Racist, is the title. All right. He's talking about how, like, he doesn't fuck with Trump, but he doesn't fuck with Disney because they're racist. All right. But in the hook, he says, 
bitches squinting like the fucking Asians. Oh, man. So in the track about how he hates racism, racist he's bar. racist. Racist bars. He goes on to say, she's smelling meat like a pack of bacon. He also says... Dead animal. Disney's a race semantic. They're not race. He also says... I'm a, I'm a Ben Hur. I ain't talking Futurama, which is a decent line. But then he follows it up with, "Yeah, when that 45 hit his head, we gonna turn that shit to lasagna." What's that's sick? All is right. this a food track now? I have more lyrics. It, it doesn't end. All right, track five. Pregnant. Preg- pregnant was good. I like. No, pregnant. it was not. I like. Pregnant. He goes, "My pocket's pregnant. 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 Yeah, nut in her mouth. Got her tongue pregnant." That's sick. <laughs> what? It makes no sense. He also in that song says, I'm still fucking with the condom. I'm still fucking when the condom bust. <laughs> That's not cool. Just, That's not a line that you can't care. say that. Hundred round drum. Might be up there for my favorite song on the album. You're joking. You're please tell me you're joking. Please tell me. I, said, I love the beginning. I oh do my God. love the beginning. I said double dick was bad. If you've never heard Saw Baby before. Look up 100 Round Drum. Uh, Listen to that song, cool. and you will never, ever hear a worse song in your entire life. Horrible. I thought it was kind of cool. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of repetition All right. from this guy. I got three more songs that have key lyrics. Here we go. All right. Track nine, Purple Umbrella. He says, that pussy gets sticky like Elmer's glue. <laughs> That's sick. That's, that, that, I'm not mad at that. That's <laughs> decent. Yeah. He goes... When that pussy cream get a waffle cone. <laughs> I'm going to dive in that pussy, do a cannonball. She wasn't riding right, went to AutoZone. Got, got her screaming loud with no megaphone. I call her shampoo because that pussy foam. Again. I don't, I don't hate these lyrics. Beat that song. pussy like it did something wrong. At least the theme's consistent. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, in all honesty. Consistent theme. Sure. His lyrics are garbage. Yeah. The reason I like Saw Baby is because I think he has cool beats. And his voice, like, it's only it's like mumble, basically. But I think, I don't mind the mumble. I think it sounds okay. I will say Ready to Eat is probably one of the few songs I do like right. on the album. Two more tracks. Yeah. Hey, mister. He goes, hey, mister. Yeah, ooh, she reached in my pants. I got two peepees. Like Arby's, <laughs> like, like, like Arby's, that booty too meaty. Oh my god. That's, <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Alright, last song. Track 13, Tongue Demon. Two lines from this. The first one. I'm in her throat like a Popeye's biscuit. <laughs> I, had a Popeye's bi- I had a Popeye's biscuit the last week and I don't think I want to have one any. That reminds me of the... Uh, They're good though. That reminds me of the Rich the Kid. Good head. Edgy hair cornbread. I love that track. That song's so good. That line is hilarious. And then, um, I'm gonna make that pussy talk back. <laughs> he comes in so hard. Richard Kidd comes in on that song so hard. Last what line. What a disappointing downfall for Richard <laughs> Yes. Last line, then we're done with Saw Baby forever. Ever. Yes. <laughs> no. That pussy gooey like deviled eggs. It's just a lot of pussy. Bro, what? Of, like deviled I, eggs? He likes what he likes. He already did <laughs> Bro, blue. what? Like, a lot of, a lot of, he's a, he's a texture guy. It's, it. <laughs> 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 he, he compares it to mayonnaise, Elmer's glue, <laughs> deviled eggs. Runny, it's, it's a common theme. Bro, he's horrible. This guy sucks. I'm giving it a 2-3. I didn't give it a, I didn't rank it. I didn't listen to the whole thing. I couldn't. I'm giving it a 2-3. I'm giving it ready to eat. 2.5. I'm giving it ready to eat is a good song, but it's a 2-3. A 2.5. All right. 
We're gonna move on. I, I was also <laughs> I was also kidding if you couldn't tell. What the two point three? No, no, no. Me liking the album. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> What? I, I, I like his beats. I don't like him. Oh. Then why did I, why did I listen to it? I still, because I, you're being I serious. Outstanding with 21 Savage is a good song. Army and Squid Riffic on his last album are actually good Squid songs. Riffic. What a great. Just what a great. I think he, he has like <laughs> decent songs, but yeah, this album was not good. Alright, do we want to go to Eminem and Cuddy or do you want to go to Tory Lanez? Let's do Eminem. Jinx. Alright, Eminem and Cuddy <laughs> release a. It's one track, each of them have a verse. It's called Adventures of Moon Man and Slim Shady. Uh, what did we think of this track? I thought it was a, a weird combination yeah. between two artists that don't really fit together stylistically at all. Um, Kid Cudi, I'm sorry. If, no, no, no. I like Kid Cudi when he can, when he can harmonize with other artists. Mm-hmm. Like when he can do his hums. Um, like him and Travis or him and Kanye. Him and Travis, him and Kanye, yeah. Him and Eminem, I actually don't mind the Kid Cudi part. I think it's okay. Eminem, I, I've never been a huge Eminem fan to begin with, but this isn't going to turn me into one. I felt like both of the flows were pretty boring. They were a little boring. Definitely, like, there wasn't much. There wasn't there, a lot of excitement. There, there was there not a lot of excitement. No, not a lot of energy. It felt pretty slow. I don't know. I, I do like Kid Cudi's sound. I don't like Eminem's sound. Um, that, that's the only part I like is pretty much Kid Cudi. I do like the end of the Eminem verse. Um, his last few bars were about George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery, and I liked the the fuck Drew Brees part. That was pretty cool. But <laughs> overall, yeah, I mean, I, I feel just, like Cuddy's just verse. Matt, he has Matt Stafford. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, Matt. What? Wait, Stafford's good. Though. What do you mean he's mad? He's got Matt Stafford. That's you don't like Matt Stafford? No, I'm, I'm just talking about from a football perspective. I know, yeah, you don't yeah, like, like Matt Stafford. Of course, Stafford. you'd rather have I, like, I don't mind. I don't mind Matt Stafford, but he's never done anything. He's never won meaningful games. I mean, he's That's also won the passing title a it's few times. It's also a Lions problem, yes, But he too. hasn't done anything, really, for the city. He hasn't won anything. Like, he hasn't have you anything. seen the defenses he's had to use? Yeah. True, and they, they had that period where they didn't have, like, a 100-yard rusher for, what was like, Yeah, Theo Riddick, Joint Bell. Would you rather have Drew Brees or Matt Stafford? Okay, but I'm not. I'm not saying a fuck Drew Brees because I have Matt no, Stafford. I, I know. I understand that it's a reference <laughs> to Drew Brees' dumbass comment. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I was just making it. Yeah, I, I like the. Uh, I like. Uh, I I like the Cuddy part more. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, underwhelming track. I really haven't like listened to Eminem for a while now. Right. It just feels it's like just tough. It just feels like they're talking almost. Like it, I don't. It doesn't even give, like, the rap vibe. I feel like they're just slowly talking to me. And you'd think, like, a, a collab of, like, two, like, industry titans. You'd expect, like, this grand track, and it's just not I will say, the, I think the lyricism was decent. I think it was be- I think the lyricism was better for Eminem than for Agreed. Cuddy. Agreed. But I feel like Cuddy's sound was a lot better than Eminem's. Yeah, and I do like Cuddy coming back in on the end. I, mm-hmm. I thought it sounded okay. Um, but, like, he, in the end, he called him... He, named themselves he said it's the rap god and the rager like you feel like with people with those two personas would make a better track yeah it was definitely underwhelming for these two artists um if they had more energy and got i I would like to see them collab again on a more energetic song because i think it would sound really cool but this one was just not that (laughs) all right moving on to tory lane's my boy (laughs) <laughs> the VVS capsule is a package he dropped this past weekend. It's two songs. I felt like it was kind of weird considering he had just dropped the new Toronto 
yeah, in Toronto yeah. three like a couple months ago. Yeah, but I mean, it's only two tracks. Right. So I, I like I like when artists you know drop something mm-hmm. and then still you know continue dropping more. I thought I thought you agreed that like one and a half to two years was. But this is two songs. No, but and like still like he all he's releasing stuff constantly. I feel. Like. Yeah, but like if it's just a single here and there, it gets me excited and makes me not forget about right. his music. You didn't like these. Staccato. I like staccato. I, I like talked. Staccato. Let's start. Let's start with Carter staccato. and I have already talked about it. Staccato for me is my favorite song from the entire weekend. Really, staccato is sick. It's the song I'm going to be listening to the most. I love how like bouncy and energetic it is while I, still being like super hard. Agree. The good heartbeat is super cool. And I've said in the past that I like Torilian's more when he's more melodic and emotional. <clears throat> um, but I actually he he does mixes it up here, and I really really like how he does it. Um, staccato was. A great song. It gives me definitely some Roddy Rich. Oh, that was my next. Yep, God yep. damn it! Damn it! I was Dude, about listen, to say listen, Roddy listen, Rich, bro. Every, I swear to God. Every time I listen to a Tory track, <laughs> and I hate saying it because I know like everybody like says he steals like flows sometimes or steals like somebody's sound, but every time I hear a Tory track, I always hear a little bit of another artist. But I think he does it very well. He yes, he well, it's surprisingly well. Like it was he, my first note on the song was, oh, this gives me Roddy Rich vibes. Exactly. <laughs> you should have started yeah. with it. I didn't want to cut him off. <laughs> I was about, that was literally about to say it. But yeah, he gives me, I, I agree, great Roddy Rich vibes, and it did it well. But I, I, I just love how sometimes he sounds so good like on these other people's styles, mm-hmm. and I love it so much. And I love the, uh, he had like that little weekend flow yeah, in there too. Yeah, he killed that weekend. It, it sounded great. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Tory Lanez is definitely uber talented. Fuck um, needing a bitch, I'm what a bitch needs. Well, I wasn't he, just a fan. Makes, he makes a lot of great bangers. Yes. Like, I wasn't, yeah, I, I was going. not a huge fan of his last two. I, love Me Now, what was that? that was I love Love Me Now. Love Me Now is his be- my favorite Tory Lanez album. I thought his last two were underwhelming. Because Chick's Tape is just something completely different. That's yeah. like the R&B. I thought the new Toronto 3 was okay. There's a lot I just felt like there's kind of like, it was just hard to get through. Like I couldn't like listen to the entire New Toronto 3? Yeah. Yeah. The problem was there was a lot of like Meek Mill Drake songs on there that sounded exactly like them that I wasn't really down for. But when he tries and makes like a banger like Broken a Minute, like Stupid Again, or like uh, just any any of those kind of tracks. But I think... Who needs I'd like to Another see one. Love Me Now was more of that melodic type of Tory Lanez. That was I a like, super consistent album. I'd like to see him get back to that for yeah. an album. That, a great, was, that was a great sound. That was a great album. The other song was 392 with this guy, VVS Ken, who I hadn't no, heard No, no, of. no. VV Dollar Sign <laughs> Ken. My apologies to VV Dollar Sign <laughs> Ken. <laughs> Jesus, all right. Um, I had never heard of him. We get kind of that standard Tory Lane sound in this song, um, but VVS Ken I feel like had a pretty hard flow. I had never heard of him. He, he was had pretty a good, good performance. for somebody I had never heard of before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, Which is, well, I thought it, it sounded boring. The like Ken th- part. this, this whole track is fairly one note. Yeah. Like, it's kind of just like, you know, same flow. I like how Tori comes in. Tori comes in super energetic, which was cool. The, mm-hmm. I agree it was super hard and it, it was violent, but... They didn't cut out his breathing in between lines. I know that was, it was so weird. It was, it was know, so it weird. was so weird to hear. You know the biggest the victim time. of that, and it was so violent. Listen. Like it was such a violent flow. Like, it's like it's not just like a, it's a <gasps> like yeah. in between do you lines. Remember, do you remember Tyle Cruz? Yeah. yeah. He his songs were the worst all time. The breaths in the songs brutal. Really? Yeah. Well, I Dynamite, like it's Dynamite's still fire though. 
<laughs> Dynamite is fire. Dumb segue, but just because you said the breaths. I tweeted that like four years ago. I was like, what happened to Tayo Cruz? <laughs> yeah, I know. I got like three likes. He <laughs> dropped something relatively recently. No, but for real, that those breaths were a little distracting. I wish they cut those. Because like I even watched the video <laughs> and it's still in there. I'm really? Like, you should I'm listening it. to it right now. It sounds. It just sounds like a complete. He's just like, <gasps> like gasping yeah, constantly. With that, that said, I still like his flow a lot. Oh yeah, it was, his part was super hard, and I think it was a nice. It was nice I, differing I thought, it from the VVS chem. Also, when I was listening to these two tracks, I was listening to them on YouTube, so I went from one to the other. Okay. Staccato is so much louder. Like you really? have to turn up the other track. You have to turn up 392 just to hear it at the same level. That's weird. And I, I, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> if production mistakes are your problem, like, you got to fix that. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Tory Lanez followed this up by being arrested this past uh, yeah. weekend. <laughs> <laughs> with okay. Meg Thee Stallion. Wait, really? Meg Thee Stallion was yeah. with him. Was she arrested? Uh, I, I don't, I can't speak to that, but I know that he, she was with him. He was arrested for having a concealed weapon in his vehicle. What? What? How does that, like, I'm guessing he probably just got pulled over, and then... Maybe. I don't know. He posted yeah. bail, and he's out of jail now, but... I'm not surprised. But what a lucky guy, Mike the Stallion. <laughs> Jesus, all right. You about what? to simp real quick? <laughs> sure. Yes. <laughs> all right, I didn't know you were a Mike the Stallion stand. Not in music. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm a savage. Classic, bougie, ratchet, sassy, <laughs> moody, nasty. All right, we're moving on to a different female artist. Summer Walker released an EP, Life on Earth. I mean, I didn't listen to it. Jason, all right, Jason's shaking, shaking his head. Um, Just because I didn't listen to it. <laughs> sometimes I feel like if I had to compare her to someone, I feel like she is the female version of Black. I feel like popularity-wise, she's pretty similar. Um, she, at times, is able to to rap. I don't think she raps as well as Black, but I think she sings better than Black. Um, but I feel like they've got similar styles. This album, for me, just sounded like it was a whole sex playlist. That's what it said. Like, some of the lyrics yeah, were... Yeah, definitely. Like, talking about... A lot of those themes. Yeah, like... Being real, real intimate. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, like that. I mean, I got like a SZA vibe too. Exactly, dude. Same thing. I, yeah, I, that's, but I, I feel like exactly SZA's too I mean. like innocent to be talking about like. She definitely come doesn't on go me as and, yeah. Like, deep, come, summer Walker coming on my back. Yeah. yeah, you had me coming back to back. Like Summer Walker. All right, let's chill. Has been <laughs> reckless on social media lately. <laughs> really reckless. I'll, I hadn't seen. I'll show you. Um, this this guy. No one, Noah. Yeah, I had never heard. Of. He I was never, decent. He, I feel like he was pretty good. He, he was solid, and I think he was a good pairing uh, for summer. I think his voice harmonized with Summer Walker better than Party Next Door did. Yeah, I even though like I did, I did like better. Party. Par- he party was had good. a really nice feature. I agree. Yeah, it was very spacey. I loved it. Kind of sounded like Ty Dolla a little bit to me. Little, yeah. But I, I overall, I loved the. Uh, I just loved a lot of the production mm-hmm. on on this EP. The only song I didn't really like was uh, the first track, Let It Go. Okay. I, I didn't really like how, like, stripped the beat was. Yeah. It and was it, really, it was really very, slow. Yeah. And it was, it was, the beat was kind of, like, overwhelming, just how loud the strings were, like mm-hmm. the strums. It was just a little bit too much for me. But outside of that, all of the beats I loved. 
Yeah, I, I think if I had to pick one that was my favorite, I think the second track, uh, SWV, might have been my favorite. Yeah, I, I, I like. I feel like that was a good track. I like that one. And the, again, I, their their voices are, are great together. Um, I think yeah, and yeah. deeper was also my favorite. She's just con- oh, I'm sorry, constantly just like oh, what a <laughs> that's weird because Summer Walker is someone who's been open about struggling with um, like insecurities and anxiety and stuff like that. So for her to I guess have that confidence to be posting. Maybe she overcame. Uh, <laughs> thirst traps, I guess is what you would call them, right? Yeah. Thirst yeah. traps. Uh, so, I mean, props to her. I mean, because I, I know that she's definitely someone that's been labeled as being shy and insecure. So, I guess props to her for having, that, for having that body confidence. How are you, Summer? Um, but overall, I mean, yeah, I was never the biggest Summer Walker fan, but I did like a couple yeah, songs here. Like you said... Uh, SWV and Deeper were my two favorite tracks. Also with Summer, I feel like I can't listen to her for too long mm-hmm. or else I'll kind of like get tired of her sound, but I do like her on tracks. I, I'm listening to the one of the Party Next Floor right now, and I like how they harmonize together near the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Party Next Floor's voice. Yeah, I know. It's, He's got a great it's voice. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys listen to the YG single by any chance? No, I, I, ha- I haven't gotten around no. to it. Not no, my favorite. I saw that it came out. Yeah. It's not my favorite. I mean, it's okay. It's, bounce. it's kind of bouncy. YG, YG super hit or miss. Super six, hit or six, miss. Six, six. We did that episode where we did yeah. that. I'll fucking love that song. Other than that, I'm not a good channel, YG. Russ yeah. dropped something, too. Oh, I didn't listen to it. But it sucks, because Russ... I'm listening to it now. I loved Russ's first few projects. There's Really a Wolf. It's one of my favorite albums. And then just, he just, just got too old. big, I think, and I like, like, he's not, I don't like him anymore. I don't even know if it's got too big, I just think he's become the laughing stock. Well, yeah. he's always been he, the laughing he's, stock. He's, he's, he's a douche, he's yeah, just the a way he acts, The way he acts is just insane. <laughs> he's an absolute douchebag. He's got a huge cult following, too. He's an absolute douchebag. Like, he, I, we talked about it when, um, with uh, Code of the Friend, like, because both of them produce their own music, they mix Master Engineer, but... But Russ is so he has zero ability to be humble. He just shoves it in your zero face. humility, and he's like, he, "You should respect me because I do all this stuff." Mm-hmm. It's like that. Yeah, and that's repulsive. Brings it up in like every <laughs> song and all this. Like I do everything myself. Yeah. Nobody fucking cares. Like it's pretty decent actually. The Russ song. Right What's it called? Give up. It's a. I'm it's interested like to hear bongos or something like it's the beat. It's a little the beat's a little weird, but his vocal Russ's vocal range is amazing. All yeah, exactly. All of his beats are super simple because yeah. he makes them himself. But I feel like they're easy to mimic to reproduce. Yeah. But because they're so simple, the emphasis of the songs are on his vocal range, on his voice, and he's got a great voice. And because of that, a lot of the songs are great. But, it's also annoying because he could benefit from other self. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Although I did, on his recent album from earlier in the year, it was what's something about a snow globe? Let me look it up. <laughs> I listened to Shake, Shake the Snow the Globe. Shape, yeah. He had a lot of interesting, I guess not a lot. Rick Ross is okay. the one that I'm thinking of. Rick Ross and Benny the Butcher were two features that I was like, I did not expect Rush to have these guys on an album. I fucking had the all caps. Songs. Gunn did it too. It's so fucking annoying. Travis did it. Yeah. Annoying. You don't like that? No. Okay. Well, I don't think they care. <laughs> they shouldn't. <laughs> well, I mean, they'll listen to this podcast and take it into consideration, <laughs> so. 
Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Industry's well, watching. <laughs> um, anything else to, that you guys want to mention for this past weekend? Anything you're looking forward to? So I guess the, the biggest thing coming up this next week is going to be a Kyle album. Yeah, so that's going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're anybody's interested in Good that not. one. What was that song? He was on... It was the Court of the Friend album, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. Stick to your stupid Netflix movies. <laughs> and if it's not with Dram, I don't want to hear it. Oh, but what was the one that was dropping drop uh, July 20th? Oh, the deluxe to Pop Song. Deluxe, yeah. That's July 20th, and then there's the two Drake songs. This oh, the two Drake songs. You said you weren't a... You didn't so, like the... So... DJ Khaled's dropped in, in the past. Right. In the past, with DJ Khaled, the past couple DJ Khaled Drake tracks uh, were for free and uh, to the max, and those were both kind of disappointing yeah. to me. Even though for free was kind of like a summer banger, yeah. I just I just thought it wasn't that great. So <sighs> I'm I'm excited. I like free to the max. Nothing to the Max was just a weird, forgettable track. Yeah, DJ Khaled's issue. I feel like DJ Khaled can make good beats. He can, and he's done it with Drake. I, I agree, I agree. Especially, um... I'm On One was yeah, so good yeah, that Drake nice. then took it and slowed it down and put it into his Care Package album, and that was still a sick song. Trust Issues. Like, and that song was And then there's Cal's, No New Friends, too. No, no New Friends is ridiculous. DJ Khaled's last album, too, had some good songs. I mean, DJ Khaled... It's uh, just, with, it's, the, with the last couple of Drake-DJ Khaled collabs... I don't really know what to expect just because the last two have been so disappointing. And if they can go back to that 2013 yeah. type vibe, all it would I be care about money and city that you, gotta, you gotta hear some <laughs> Drake and Lil Wayne on a track. I don't want to hear present day Lil Wayne on I don't a track hear Lil Wayne ever again. I, you, well, no, ever again. No, he's dropping another album. If you, I don't want to really? hear. I don't want to hear that. You know, I think but it was if I hear Carter Six now, oh yeah, but that's just in the works. I don't know if it's coming out very I soon. Heard, no, I don't, I don't think it's coming out soon. But I heard that it's coming. Oh, there's a shoot. Oh, there's um. Oh, Kid Cudi's gonna be dropping. He said that the there's gonna be a trilogy to the Man on the Moon. Uh, oh, yeah. Series, yeah. Right. He said that in the the out the song. Uh, something talk something about there being a trilogy, and he's dropped two of them so far. So that'll be interesting. I'm I don't know if that's coming that. out anytime soon, but yeah. that would be cool. Um, still waiting on. So, I, I Kanye just dropped that. It, it wasn't like it's, uh, released on Spotify or anything like that, but released the. It was on Twitter. The video uh, Donna. Like a song for his his mom, which I thought was nice. Hopefully, we're getting more Kanye music soon. So I just saw this tweet. Somebody um, said they joined Instagram Live with Lil Wayne's DJ and recommended that they get Kendrick Lamar and or J Cole on a later Young Money radio episode. And he responded with Cole's on the next one this Friday. On an episode? Yeah. Maybe he has a little something on the episode. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't really yeah, matter to me that much. Oh, you got hype for a second. On a track. Yeah, I thought you were talking about on a track. Cole and Wayne on a track together would be ridiculous. Doesn't really equate to music, necessarily. Yeah, I I mean... But hey. I'm not a big radio guy. Collab. (laughs) That would be sweet. Cole and Wayne on a track, I feel like it would be really cool. It'd definitely be interesting. It'd be weird. Yeah. It's weird. It's another one of those, like, Eminem Cuddy tracks. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get... Oh, he's dropping the... But it's just uh, three three songs. Yeah. 
I th- I'm, ex- dad, I'm excited. I don't think that's for been it. confirmed yet. I keep on hearing that. Yes, it has. As I know, I know the three songs have been confirmed, but everybody's like full project, full project. Oh, but I, I, don't, I mean, I don't. I, yeah, I think. I don't know. It's tough because like I'm excited for new Joey Badass music, but I think the fact that he's releasing a three song EP means that we're probably going to be waiting a while for an album. By the which way, kind of sucks. The Jewish World projections now gone up to four hundred eighty-five thousand. Jesus Christ! They wanted to get to five hundred. I mean, it probably will. Uh, that's a lot. Five hundred is a lot. You think Lil Baby would make would do five hundred first weekend? Easily. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't think so. Lil Baby's album, My All Turn, right. only did like two ninety or something. The reason I'm mentioning the J Cole thing is that I'm reading this. He tends to only have interviews around album time. Oh, so. Well, I mean, maybe soon. He's gonna have an album. No, this year. I know, but maybe it could be soon yeah. and later. Who who only has interviews around album? J Cole. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Turned up a little bit. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, wouldn't that be a delight? Play by Cardi. <laughs> you gotta say it every week. The possible release. The possible play Cardi. Play boy Cardi. Yeah, I don't think so. That would be nice, though. I'm just going through, like, Twitter, uh, hip-hop Twitter. 6 9 was going off on Tory Lanez. Shocker. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He was. Wait. No. But do you know Tory's only 5'3"? Yes, I did. Pounds? You're, yeah, yeah, so there 2018. 102 pounds is what I'm reading. 102, that can't be right. Yeah, that can't be right. But anyway, that's, that's what I'm reading. There's no so fucking 20, way. 2018... There was that weird thing. Tory Lanez called out all the Dreamville guys and like Tory was talking. Just calls out everybody. He was talking shit to J Cole, Jid, Boz, Kaz, Earth, like all those guys. And Jid responded on his Instagram. He was Jid was doing an Instagram live, and someone told him like, "Yo, Tory just called you out." And Jid was like, "Wait, Tory called me out? Like we're buddies? Like what did Tory call me out for?" And then like watched it and was like. Damn, Tori's calling me out. He's so small, his hands can't even fit over a hamburger. He's calling me out. Like, shit, like, yeah. He's, like, he's a tiny-ass dude. He goes crazy sometimes. He talks mad shit for, for being able to, like, you, you could flick him and he'd be bruised. Dude, he's, he's tiny. He's 120 pounds. I looked it up. So, uh, thank you, Stats. Is, is, is Joey and Pusha T a thing? He Pusha T's on the album. No, I on the EP. Joey said he doesn't like it being called an EP. A bundle. It's a bundle. <laughs> he said he hates the word EP. So why? I don't know. But so a bundle is three tracks. I'm wondering because I have not listened to Joey. Like no, I don't think they've collabed before. Okay, that's what, yeah. At least, well, I don't know. Nothing on a on a Joey album. I don't think. Maybe okay. they've collabed on something from Pusha. But I mean, Pusha's never been on a, a Joey Badass track, so I don't know. Um, because I don't listen to Pusha T a ton. I can look up Pusha T's discography, but I don't know. I wonder if Pusha T's going to say anything about uh, that Drake beef. Still going on with it? <laughs> Get over it, dude. Fuck. With the Young Thug crap? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think... Yeah, it doesn't look like Joey's been on a Pusha T song, so... I don't know. That would be interesting. Yeah. I think that would be a good collab, too. I feel like it would be. Just go bar for bar. I feel like they've got similar flows. Yeah. Their sounds are different, but I feel like their flows are kind of similar. So that would be pretty cool, yeah. If they go bar for bar, mm-hmm. that would be really cool. But I don't know. We'll see. 
I doubt it, but I hope they bring out. I, I'm a fan of his like Joey Badass's pro era label. Like I like uh, they're super super underrated. Like they don't have a lot of listeners, and they're not great, but they've got some talent. Like CJ Fly and, and yeah. Nick Caution, Kirk Knight. There's some guys that I listen to every once in a while. Um, I like Kirk Knight. We'll see if uh, any of them are, are on the bundle, as yeah, it hey. to be called. Hey. Um, Bundles, packs. I just hope we have something. I, I don't want to be forced to listen to this Kyle album. So. Yeah. I'd rather, uh, I'd rather we'll just, just do spend... a difference. We'll do something else. We will not review Kyle. Sounds good. We'll okay. just spend an hour. How on many monthly time. listeners do you think Kyle has? Uh, three, three million. Well, I want to see after the album releases how many. That's, I'd say because that's a better indication. Nine point nine million. <laughs> 9. 9 million. No Jesus way! Christ. I swear. Ugh. What are they listening to? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to listen to Bosley. Three years removed. <laughs> no, that's Dram, isn't it? It's Dram, man. I don't know, but it's, it's a Dram show song. Like oh. I Spy is Kyle. Everyone's I just, spy. It's just a bunch of frat houses playing I Spy. No that's how he gets way. all his monthly listeners. No fucking way. I. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you'd be listening to Kyle outside of I Spy. Uh, well, expectations on the Drake album when it comes out? Well, I, I think we're a ways away from that, right? Regardless. All right, I'll, I'll talk about it. I, I, feel, I feel pretty good. DJ Khaled did say album mode. So. Well, it's coming. DJ Khaled could be doing an album. No, no, Drake's yeah. coming in the summer, I'm pretty sure. Probably. From what I was reading, it was supposed to be uh, middle of August. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. After hearing uh, uh, Dark Lane's demo tapes, which I really enjoyed... Uh, I, I've, I've heard a couple of the leaks. I think you've heard Not Around, which I showed you. <laughs> oh, Not Around was a great I track. I love it so much, man. I think it's supposed to be on the album. I hope so. So I'm, I'm so excited if that is just a little tease of what's to come. It's just going to be something completely different from Drake. Yeah, Not Around was hard. Yeah. A lot of confidence, a lot of energy. That'll be. I want the confidence again because yeah. that's what the last couple projects have been like lacking. And that's been his biggest problem. So as long as it comes with energy and, you know, I want some, I want some, like, hits. Like, not just, like, just rapping, you know, like, emotionless, when to say when type tracks. I want some, I want some bangers. What's, what's the perfect number of songs for a Drake album? Not what Scorpion had. I'd say 14 to 16. I'd say 14, like what Demo Tapes had. Okay. Yeah. Agreed. And then maybe like quality features. Maybe like three deluxe tracks. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see. Pop smoke deluxe. I wonder. I don't know. We're gonna definitely. I wonder how many definitely features. I wonder. Yeah. How, I, wonder I wonder if that Pusha T. Pop smoke song will be on there if they're just gonna scrap it all together. Ooh, what if they do a Travis one? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. Game over. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so no, we gonna slide. So other than Joey and Drake, pretty weak, I guess. Well, that's well, pretty strong. Than, yeah, there. but it's only a few. That's why. I still have five, five, still five songs. Yeah, we'll that's what it's going to be a weekend. Ugh. Yeah, we're ending Cut it. Cut it off. You know, you know, Cut it off. <laughs> All right, thank, thank you for listening. Turn off the mic. Join us next week for Not Kyle. Unless it's, like, so bad that we have to trash <laughs> it. Unless. All right. You know, we're not going to. What if it's just a complete banger album? <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, Kyle might be like a life raft in like a Atlantic Ocean. We have to we have to choose our favorite song off the Kyle album. Oh boy, it. no! What if it's like what if it's like twenty five songs in an hour twenty long, bro? That's horrible. I'm not listening to that shit. It's probably gonna be a featured song. That's the best though. 
Yeah, they, oh, let's just hope for a good feature. Let's just hope for one a good, good feature. feature like, oh, this you're, is you're, you're for sure gonna get a Yachty feature. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, have to get a Yachty feature. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Brutal. Maybe. All right. We're, we're gonna say we're not going to talk about Kyle, so that the few people who do listen to the podcast will listen next week. We don't want to lose any of our two listeners, one and a half listeners. So, yeah. all right, we'll figure it out. Definitely Joey Badass. Definitely Drake. Uh, Should be a good weekend, hopefully. Uh, Tune in next week to hear what we think. Thank you.